Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I have Dr. Nancy Scanlon back with me this year. Thank you for joining me. Dr. Nancy's giving a lecture this year at the AHVMA on the immune system pertaining to cancer. And uh, I know you've been researching and you've got new information. And um, give us an insight as to what you'll be sharing with the veterinarians tomorrow. Okay, so first of all, we'll talk about how the immune system and cancer interact. Great. Uh, and so how the cancer um, fights off the immune system as well as how the immune system fights off cancer. Mm -hmm. What can we do about that? Perfect. Uh, and I'm going to end up with some really interesting stuff that they're doing with the immune system in human medicine. And it hasn't hit us veterinarians yet, but it's something to look forward to. Excellent. We're very excited. Mm -hmm. So let's start first with... Um... Will you tell us how cancer affects the immune, actually how the immune system affects cancer? Okay, so if everything is going well, um, the immune system fights off cancer with two, three main cells. So one is the macrophages, um, and they're just sort of like a general garbage eater. Um, then there's ones that are natural killer cells, and they don't just eat, they just kill, destroy. Uh, and, and they are looking for anything that d is not your own body. Um, the, the third thing is a cytotoxic killer cell, and what those do is they are specifically primed for a specific kind of cell. And the way that they get primed by that is the macrophage eats that cell and takes a piece of it and presents it to the killer cell. So it's, a, oh, that's, that's the it. cell that, I have to go. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like a secret agent delivering the right information, like here, yes. here's your target. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so then what? Okay. And so, um, and that one also acts like the killer cell and explodes cells too. So that's all fine and good. So obviously the, one of the most efficient ways for a cancer to not get attacked at all is to hide itself mm -hmm. somehow. Uh, so one of the ways that it hides itself is it covers itself um, with a, a special coat that hides all the little markers that tell us, well, this is my body, this is not my body, you know, this is, um, and so that's one way. A second thing that they do is instead of using a whole coat, they will put out a specific um, antibody of their own that interacts with one of these little cells and, um, and hides it. Uh, and so, and it's the one that says, I'm cancer. So they hide that one. The other stuff that's out there is the same as the body's own cell. So the again, they think it doesn't oh, recognize it. Nope, doesn't recognize it. And so, what is the what is what does the immune system do then in response? What does it try to do then to identify that this is it is itself, but it's abnormally there's abnormal replication. Right. So it's it's the body's own tissue just going crazy. Yes. Um, well, how does the immune system initially identify? We've got way too we've got way too much of a population of this type of cells. Okay. So so when you have an abnormal cell, um, the little markers on the outside are usually there's at least one of them there that is uh, that lets us know this is cancer, this Problem. is not body. The other thing is that cancer cells are constantly changing, they're constantly mutating. So, and the new ones get new kinds of markers. So even if the old ones are all hiding their parts, the new ones will come out and then they'll say, oh, here's another one. So we can go after that one. So even if it's well hidden from the rest of it, the, the body will, will keep looking for that. Um, the second thing that the body does, that the immune system does, is that it sends out these chemical signals that like, and you may have heard of them, like interferon, for example. And so what that does is that that jazzes up the immune system. So the parts of it that are working start working even Harder, better. Yes. Yep. So why doesn't the system work? 
Well, because, you know, cancer Cancer's, is so inventive, yeah. uh, it mutates so much that um, uh, that sooner or later there's going to be a population that, that the body just can't handle. Um, or that the pod population is so dangerous it, it, it destroys so much tissue uh, that the body can't handle it. Uh, and, and because of those constant mutations, even though the body is handling 90% of it, that 10% is left over and it gradually grows, you know, into mm -hmm. the, into the final, uh, yeah, the, does it, yeah, does it, that you have. <laughs> so knowing that, that cancer is constantly mutating and that we're never going to be able to keep up with all the mutations, it can do whatever it wants to do. Yep. And the immune system is left trying to chase it, but usually failing. Mm -hmm. Um, where is human research going? Okay, so one of the things they're doing is, is looking at ways to make the immune system more efficient. Mm -hmm. So for humans, they are taking your own blood and taking the white cells out of your own blood, uh, taking your own tumor and exposing your cells outside of the body to that tumor and to pieces of the tumor. Uh, and um, when they do it that way in such close contact and with certain um, things to make the, the cells live better, those things get supercharged. Hmm. And then they go and multiply them. They don't just stick the originals back in, they, they let them multiply there, and then they put the whole thing back in. And along with that, they also have memory cells. Um, the memory cells remember what that cancer was like. Mm -hmm. The other cells are sitting there attacking it, supercharged, extra uh, weapons, uh, and beat it way back. And then if it's just sitting there, um, and this will happen sometimes, it may be sitting there for months or years, and then it'll start to come up, those memory cells are still around. Mm. They, they break out again, they've got that supercharged, and they go after them again. So it's almost like pulling out your, uh, your blood, mm -hmm. pulling out the tuber, reminding your blood what it was supposed to do and failed, yes. giving them a pep talk, sending mm -hmm. them back in, and then they fight the battle. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and they've recruited more clones. They're cloning yep. these things. So, so it's, it's like a, a multiplied army that's going back. And it's working effectively? Yes. Yes, um, they, they first tried this in stage three and stage four cancer. Those are cancers that have, have spread to other parts of the body uh, that are growing, that things are just not working for anymore. So it's the worst kind, the worst stages of cancer you can have. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones they tested on. They got them, some of them, they got to go away. Others of them, they didn't go away, but they shrank and then they just sort of stayed there. They didn't shrink and then grow back mm -hmm. again. Um, so they've had some really good success with those, and especially on um, stage three, four melanomas, which are very difficult, and also the really bad kind of breast cancer mm -hmm. where, um, you know, that women die in their 30s from. Wow. So that's exciting for human medicine. Mm -hmm. Any implication in veterinary medicine? Absolutely. The, the thing right now, so first of all, they're, um, you know, it's kind of expensive. Uh, and uh, and since it's and it's a relatively new therapy, um, they're still kind of working out the final details. Uh, but one of the things the, that will happen for vets is is as more and more people are treated this way, the cost is going to come down mm -hmm. because they're going to get more efficient at multiplying those cells. Mm -hmm. And when it gets to a point where that's reasonable for animals, then it'll be our turn. Okay. And have they named the therapy? Um, uh, it's, it's yeah, it's uh, immune augmentative therapy. Okay, okay, and so th that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, at this red hot moment, if God forbid mm -hmm. you had a dog that was diagnosed with cancer, that that may not be readily available right now. Correct. 
what would you do right now if you had a patient come in or your own dog was diagnosed? What what would what changes would you make or what would you institute right now to help save your dog's life? Okay, so there's two main things. One is to help the immune system itself. And um, there's two main groups of herbals, herbs that uh, really help it out. Uh, one is the whole mushroom family. Um, and there's a number of mushroom products out there and they have done research on them and they actually stimulate the immune system in, in ways that are similar to some of you know, this other thing that's going on with people. Mm -hmm. um, they make them stronger, more active, um, and they make more of these little chemical messengers. Um, the second way is there are Chinese herbs that are really helpful uh, and that specifically stimulate the immune system. Um, and in Chinese medicine, they call that Wei Qi. Mm -hmm. So if you see Chinese uh, herbs that are for Wei Qi, that's, that's immune system. Um, and then in addition to that, there are herbs that actually have specific effects on cancer cells. Um, they're not doing anything with the immune system, but they help beat back the cancer. Uh, they reveal the, um, uh, the hidden markers and things like that. Uh, so things in the uh, astragalus family or Chinese medicine with uh, astragalus as part of the formula, um, formulas that have uh, red clover in them, um, things like Asiac and Hoxie. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so there's a lot of them out there. Um, uh, some are more effective than others, um, but you know, holistic vets look into this, and so we, we try to use the ones that, see, that have the most support behind them. Do you, would you tailor make a protocol depending on what type of cancer, or would these therapies be beneficial for all types of cancers? So sarcoma versus carcinoma, bloodborne tumors, or just generally speaking, they would be advantageous to use in all of those situations. Okay, so uh, for immune boosters, is kind of like, in general, good. You have to be a little bit careful if the cancer itself happens to be acting on the immune system, mm -hmm. like lymphoma or leukemia. I'll, but there are some immune, they're actually more like an immune normalizer. Modulator. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but as far as the things that are specifically anti-cancer, yes, there are formulas that are more effective for sarcomas, others more for the carcinomas, uh, some are more for soft tumors, some are more for the little hard tumors, mm -hmm. yeah. So if people wanted to learn more about this, or if they, if you have a dog that's been diagnosed with cancer, what do you recommend? Okay, uh, so uh, uh, there's a number of places to start. Um, and uh, first of all, if, you're, if you have a veterinarian that is interested in this, um, uh, they, you know, they should be encouraged to become a member of the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association because this is where the cutting edge research is. Uh, the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Foundation also has a place on their website where we are starting to publish news um, of, of these types of breakthroughs, including you know, the uh, things about um, uh, herbs and herbal formulas as well as, as uh, you know, immune therapies and yes, things like great. that. That's great. So there's some great resources coming. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to your talk tomorrow, and I Thank appreciate you. you sharing your knowledge uh, with what you've learned and what you are beginning to institute um, for your patients, but also for all of us uh, at the HVMA. Thank you. Thank you for having me.